Hi, this is Jim from Safety Wars. Before we start the program, I want to make sure everyone understands that we often talk about OSHA and EPA citations, along with some other regulatory actions from other agencies, legal cases, and criminal activity. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Proposed fines are exactly that, and they are often litigated, reduced, or vacated. We use available public records, news accounts, and press releases. We cannot warranty or guarantee the details of any of the stories we share, since we are not directly involved with these stories, at least not most of the time. Enjoy the show. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. And from the border of Liberty and Prosperity and the highway to the north, the Safety Wars, this Getaway Friday. Do we still call them Getaway Fridays? I don't know. It's a three-day weekend. That's all I know. We're going to go out there and have some fun. So I missed uh, last night's episode. Better turn off that phone. What's they always call this time? Yeah, yes, it's pre-recorded. Because we have some celebrating to do tonight. Uh, Everybody seems to be in a very celebratory mood because it's the end of COVID. May 11th, everything's supposed to at least get back to normal. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, So where was I last night? Yesterday I spent setting up our other studio location. We'll put it that way. Exciting things. And we're gonna have to change the Byline here, not from the border of liberty and prosperity. It will have to be something else when I'm recording there and when I'm videoing things there. A lot going on out there in the world of safety. Not so much the industrial world of safety, but safety in the news. There's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, We're going to catch up on a lot of stories tonight. I think uh, next week we're going to do a deep dive uh, into uh, the recent Supreme Court uh, case on the Clean Water Act. I This is what, I, what frustrates me with all of this stuff. And again, don't be manipulated. Be educated and informed. And a lot of times we think people are allow themselves to get manipulated. And rather than... Right. This isn't what it was 30 years ago before the internet, where you had to accept people's word on things. On uh, didn't matter what it was, you had to accept people's words on things to uh, figure, you know, to figure out what was going on. But what ends up happening is on the uh, now that there's really no excuse for that anymore. I'm setting up things here, right? Uh, there's really no excuse for things uh, like that anymore because now you can actually look up the Supreme Court case right from uh, court got, court.us, I believe that's the name, I'm sorry, court.gov, I believe that's the name of the website, and read it for yourself. And it's very disconcerting that, you know, these, that people, more people don't do that. So, but that's what we're here to do, to help you uh, navigate and traverse the 
lies out there, the rhetoric and everything else, because that's what we're here for uh, with our occasional interviews, with our uh, occasional uh, news broadcasts and deep dives that we like to do. Uh, next week, we're going to hopefully be changing things up here uh, with everything. And let me see here. So we're going to uh, kick off here with the new with well let me let me put it out here. This weekend is Memorial Day. Where in the United States you we honor those uh, people killed in the line of duty in the military, whether they're from wars, training accidents, anything like that. So what what I try to do is especially this weekend thank a vet. Uh, my son forgot something at school today. I ended up going into school, and the uh, school safety officer is a Vietnam-era veteran uh, and also retired NYPD. He's in there. Uh, Mr. Anthony, if you're listening, uh, thank you for your service, and thank all the other veterans out there. Making a point this weekend, uh, especially with the World War II-era veterans, if you have one in your family or friends or neighborhood or where you go, there's not a lot of them left, We're losing a lot of them, uh, just through regular demographic uh, trends. So, I'll, uh, so I'm going to pride ourselves here. We're going to pride ourselves on being way above, uh, way ahead of a lot of things on a lot of the other news outlets, specifically on the safety news, not only the safety news, OSHA-related, EPA-related, sometimes chemical safety board uh, reports and everything else that we do. But also, uh, we're ahead of things by a lot. This uh, AI show that we had last week, uh, we've gotten a lot of activity on that. So how do you get in contact with us? You could uh, call us, 845-269-5772. That is this phone right here. Right, uh, that's my office phone. Uh, good chance you, you're gonna get me, or no, I normally don't let things go to voicemail. Second thing is this uh, you could call us at jim at safetywords.com and uh, give us a know if you're interested in working with us or you have any input on the program. Like and subscribe and share on your favorite uh, social uh, media. A website, uh, YouTube. We're on it. We're on a lot. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Facebook Live, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Telegram. Also on Brighteon, Gab, and Rumble. So we're out there. We're out there doing our thing. So we're going to take a brief break. I have to handle something, and we will be back in a second. Professional safety community, communication, and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, 
Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. OSHA recordables, catastrophic losses, environmental disasters. You want answers? So do I. This is Jim Pozel with Safety Wars. That's my daddy. That's right, Jessica. I am your daddy. So AAA is uh, expecting a record. Uh, I'm looking for the story here. Looking for a record turnout and everything on our uh, for this holiday weekend. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Be careful when you're driving out there. The EPA uh, has sun, this is uh, Don't Fry Day. That doesn't have anything to do with french fries, so don't worry about it. It has to do with protecting your skin. So today, before the Memorial Day long weekend, the U.S. EPA, along with the National Council on Skin Cancer Prevention, is recognizing the 15th Don't Friday to encourage Americans to take a few simple steps to protect their skin and eye health while outdoors. Overexposure to UV radiation from their sun can increase the risk of developing skin cancers, so it's important to be aware of the strength of the sun's UV rays. This long weekend or all summer long, remember to take care of your skin and eyes when you are enjoying the outdoors, said Joseph Goffman, Principal Deputy Assistant Administration, Administrator for the Air Office of Air and Radiation. Wear sunscreen, protective clothing, hat, and sunglasses. Sun damage uh, builds up over time, the lifetime. So here we go. The American Cancer Society estimates in 2023, 20, uh, there will be 97,600 new cases of invasive melanoma, the most dangerous form of skin cancer, uh, and uh, there is roughly 14,000 fewer cases that were estimated in 2022. What are the things you do? Slip. Slip on a long sleeve uh, shirt or other clothing that covers your skin. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Slop. Slop a handful of sunscreen with sun protection factor SPF 15 or higher and reapply as needed. Slap. Slap on a broad brim hat to cover the back of your neck and the tips of your ears. Put on a pair of sunglasses, avoid tanning beds, and minimize sunbathing, and check the UV index before spending time outdoors. And, you know, there's all different online resources. So uh, I was in the oil industry for a long time as a contractor. Half of my, basically half of my career. Uh, I normally don't go into that now. Uh, I do work in oil terminals, oil refineries occasionally, but... I was there every day for half my career up until recently. But anyway, you can figure out the math. One of the things that always, uh, right, uh, since really 2005, 2005, uh, the oil industry has had it mandated, and it goes, and some areas were before that, some areas after that, that you had to wear fire retardant clothing in FPA 2112. 
rated clothing or an FPA 70E clothing, which included long sleeve clothing. And we would get all these long lectures on heat stress. And it's like, dude, I'm nowhere near the, the hazard here that where we would necessitate wearing that, but you're having us wearing long sleeve FRC. Yeah, well, you just got to do it. You might need it and we can't go chasing people around. Okay, fair enough. And I said, you're worried about protection here. You're worried about heat and everything else. Why are you wearing dark blue Nomex? And that's a trademark of DuPont. But anyway, why are you doing that? Well, that's what they give us. I said, you expect everybody else to wear long, uh, no, the Nomex, dark colored in the sun? Well, what do you know? And then, you know, those are the people that ended up having some uh, problems and everything else. And it just made me weird. So made it weird. So since I left the oil industry, I'm now in on env- regular environmental cleanups. Now we're allowed to wear short sleeve shirts. But I still end up wearing long sleeve shirts uh, anyway. Uh, what are they? I found that the white or uh, uh, safety green, right? The Lime green, some people call them. You know, it reflects the sun. You're able to stay a little bit uh, uh, cooler. And it protects your skin. And, I, no, I'm not going to belabor people. They want to put on sunscreen or anything working outside and everything. Yeah, obviously, sun cancer, uh, skin cancer is not something that you want to deal with uh, out there. If you have to wear, if you're wearing fire-retardant clothing, notice, realize that you end up having to uh, uh, manage heat a little bit differently with the NIOSH heat stress uh, calculation and the NIOSH heat stress uh, resources. And you have the ACGIH, I believe it is, has the heat uh, calculations for and work rest schedules. And that's basically it. Uh, just work and rest appropriately. Real, maybe shift your work. Maybe you can do it earlier in the day or even uh, later in the day. What's appropriate? Well, no, when the, once the sun goes down, they have summer hours, winter hours. What does it take? It takes a lot of planning, and sometimes you're not going to be able to do that. Now, what we make sure, and again, OSHA had uh, considers this a general duty clause situation. We all know what the general duty clause is under OSHA. If you're a regular listener, let me adjust the camera upward just a little bit here. We all know what the general duty clause is under OSHA, where you're entitled to a safe and healthful workplace uh, free of recognized hazards. Uh, Right now, they're working on, uh, uh, allegedly working on, uh, a uh, heat stress standard out there. That's going to, right, uh, hopefully they'll have a little bit more teeth because you end up with a general duty clause situation where everything is ex post facto, meaning after the fact. So you have to wait for someone to have a heat stroke or have a heat-related emergency before you say something typically, even though OSHA on its surface, the, uh, uh, the whole purpose of OSHA is to prevent injuries and court cases have been out there to prevent injuries and... Well, that's what the judges have said. Still a little bit hard to do. 
uh, some other things that may impact you for soul, sun uh, uh, heat stroke and sun related and heat related injuries is medication. High blood pressure medication, other medications that dehydrate you. Also, people that may have kidney issues, anything like this, and that might be an issue with uh, with uh, uh, sun and everything else. So that's you know, consider what you're doing. Plan ahead on everything. Other controversial thing. Uh, one of the big controversy controversies out there is. What do we drink? Do we drink water or some type of commercially available? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Commercially available sports drink or sports-related drink? I have no uh, opinion on that. I will share with you with this. Back in the 90s, uh, there was one job site I was on, and they got the the uh, uh, sports drink in, materi- in uh, syrup form. So what do you think happened? They, people didn't water it down enough, so they were drinking straight syrup. That caused a problem because they weren't getting hydrated enough, and one of the people had a health issue and ended up uh, uh, having a real negative impact drinking straight syrup. So you got to plan ahead. If you're going out on a sporting event or something where you're allowed to bring your own drinks, bring water. First of all, who wants to pay $7 for a bottle of, a 12-ounce bottle of water? It doesn't make sense. Bring your own water, uh, cooler, uh, things of that nature. Now, here's the other thing. How cold is cold? Typically, what I've heard is somewhere around 57 degrees Fahrenheit. You don't want to go below that. Sometimes people have an issue with it. But generally speaking, around 57 degrees, about the temperature of a good stout. Right? Beer, different temperature, but you know, that sort of thing. So be aware of what's going on out there and everything else. All right, so let's go through the news here. Elon Musk's bring, and this, uh, some of this stuff is controversial, people. Elon Musk's brain implant technology gains FDA approval. The FDA gives Neuralink approval for first in human clinical trials of brain implant technology. Elon Musk's company Norlink announced Thursday it has received approval from the, from the FDA, this is from Fox News, to conduct its first in, uh, uh, clinic, first in human clinical study. We are excited to share that we have received the FDA's approval to launch our first in human clinical study, said the company. Musk helped found uh, the company uh, Neuralink working to develop brain implants. I tell you what, there was a story that was out a couple of days ago. I don't know if I... Uh, bookmarked it here, but it would be, uh, no, with people who were a person that had a spinal cord injury and they're now able to walk uh, through the aid of AI and all this different implant technology and everything else. Pretty cool. A lot of potential here, but also a lot of danger uh, with this. Uh, there have been reports of uh, problems with planting, implanting chips and things of that nature. I don't know. I think it's pretty cool if you can help people, help people, but there's got to be safeguards. I don't know too much about it. My, my, what I would be afraid of is people hacking your brain literally, not like this, you know, cell phone doesn't already ha- hack your brain with things, with the predictive technology. 
Uh, some more celebrity news here. Celine Dion cancels her world tour after battling, and, and this is from the dailymail.co.uk. I'm working hard to build back my strength. Celine Dion cancels her world tour after battling incurable and neurological disorder. And Celine Dion, what, what, what is the illness? Stiff person syndrome. Celine took to Instagram on Friday to announce that with tremendous disappointment, she was unable to perform on her world tour, adding she's working really hard to build back her strength. And uh, I'm so di- I'm sorry to disappoint. Well, you know, wish her all the luck in trying to uh, get treatment for this. As I understand, it's incurable. Uh, but as with everything, there are some treatments out there for it. I don't know uh, what's going on with it. Hey, I hate to see anybody... Uh, uh, sick, right? Really, I don't, you know, I don't like to see anybody sick out there. And you know what? I just hit the wrong button and everything just got canceled out. All right. Navy SEALs. Uh, I have to go back and... I just hit the wrong thing and shut down everything. Uh, um, So here we have another story related to AI. AI warning. Microsoft president reveals his biggest AI fear and stark warning over dangerous tech that's already in use. This is from the U.S. Sun. Microsoft's president has revealed his biggest artificial intelligence concern, and it's quite creepy. Brad Smith gave a speech from Washington on May 25th in which he discussed how AI could be regulated. Here we go. All right. Smith's biggest concern is defects made by AI that end up spreading misinformation. We're going to have to address the issue around deep fakes. I was talking to someone today and he reminded me this technology uh, uh, has been around since the late 1960s, transcription technology and also uh, uh, reading back technology. You know, computer, the government was working on this in the late 1960s. Uh, a mutual friend of ours, with the person I was talking on the phone with, uh, was working on this. So, Again, it takes 30 years for the technology to come out. So the government knew this was coming a long time ago, not a conspiracy theory here. And uh, now, even if you go to the original Star Trek with the computer on there, played by Majel Barrett, that was the, uh, that was the, uh, right, there were indicators of that, even in the late 1960s. Here we have caution, be careful, caution outdoor is, is urged as California wildlife surges. After months of stormy devastation, or at least close calls, the restorative nation of winter, nature of winter series of storms is now playing out in California's wildlife, wild lands. I can't speak today. I did not drink today yet. Not that I drink at all, but anyway. The same state that has been going through a seemingly constant existential threat that comes with years upon years of drought and fire danger, wildlife officials and scientists now report that this summer and fall should be a time of reprieve and renewal. Storms result in a boost of native plant and wildlife species. Uh, but in the same breath, uh, the person that they're uh, quoting, Paglia, 
Caution that what's good for the ecosystem can also pose dangers and threats to those who are getting ready to explore nature again. So it's time to be mindful of your planning on heading out there. Right? Uh, I, I tell you what, uh, last major drought out there, there were kids that were three or four years old and that never saw rain in some communities. Okay, and now, have you ever wanted to own a lighthouse? Well, guess what? Uh, this is from the AP here, uh, Associated Press. Ten lighthouses that for generations have stood as sentinels along America's shorelines protecting mariners from peril and guiding them to safety are being given away at no cost or sold at auction by the federal government. So GPS and other navigational aids have pretty much made uh, some lighthouse, uh, some houses obsolete. So I've uh, made some houses obsolete. So uh, I could get out the phone number. All of a sudden, this starts ringing. Wow. The aim of the program run by the General Services Administration is to reserve the properties, most of which are more than a century old. Well, that well, I was having a conversation yesterday, and it's along the ways, uh, along the lines of the uh, phasing out of AM radio and many cars. Even though Ford has a reprieve, that's probably worth another uh, commentary one day too on the AM radio. We're going to be uh, releasing some classes in the very near future, hopefully online and presentations, webinars, things of that nature, on this. And this is like one of them: is communication, AM radio. I hate to go around driving around with an AM radio in my car, uh, transistor, if I ever buy a new car, that's, you know, I don't know. It's uh, weird, weird, weird that they're phasing this out. Uh, it's allegedly because of electric cars, but they're also doing it in all the cars. I don't know if it's a smart idea. The same thing with the lighthouses. Is it smart that we're phasing out the lighthouses? I don't know how much of a uh, uh, upkeep it costs for these things, but I don't know. More capacity, more backups, safer situation. Here we have a story from where? This is from the Washington Post. As Washington dithers, unsustainable long-term fiscal future looms. So last month we had uh, my friend Murray Savern on uh, talking about all this stuff with financial stuff. I'm thinking about having him on again. Uh, and it's really, uh, it's really disconcerting here. So when I ran for office in 2009, that was probably the last year that they could have fixed these fiscal problems or put a system to manage them without pain. For us to now be there uh, 14 years later or 13 years later, 13 or 14, 14 years later, wow. Time flies when you're having fun. And we're still talking about the same problems. And it goes all the way back for me uh, to the early 1980s. But for the country after 1973, when we got removed from the gold standard, the last vestiges of the gold standard under Richard Nixon, and we're having an issue here though, that with the debt. I don't think that they ever feel like uh, they could ever, uh, they ever felt like, uh, Resolving this issue, they just run on it for years and years and years. And then everybody forgot about it because that damn issue attention cycle that we talked about, you know, uh, and 
here we are again. Now we're here. They're saying, well, by the uh, middle of the week after next, we're going to have a real situation. They don't resolve this. Uh, they're talking about monetary policy issues and everything else. And I tell you what, monetary policy is the number one issue or one of the number one issues that we have in this country. And it's not so much as far as debt spending, but it is, does have to do a lot with, uh, 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 with, bringing in government. If you don't have the money to buy stuff, just like your house, and people say, well, you can't really compare the federal government or the state government to your house. If you don't have enough money to do stuff, it's a problem. It's a major problem. But it also has a tendency of reigning in spending. And I'm not a financial guy here. I'm just saying with this. Uh, so the fact that we have an unlimited source of cash and you, the ATM uh, machine of the world, United States public, there's no throttle. There's no governor. There's no nothing. They just run it full wide open with a spending. And this is, I don't know how, how this is going to work out. May you live in interesting times. Here we have... Boom, boom, boom. Great white shark population is booming, researchers say. As summer begins and people spend more time in the ocean, researchers are on the verge of learning more about mysterious apex predators that swim beneath the surface. On a research ship in the Atlantic Ocean, 12 miles off the coast of North Carolina, this story is from CBS News. Uh, a group of scientists has been studying and tracking the great white sharks. We're seeing an ocean that's teeming with life like we haven't seen since the 1940s or 50s, Chris Fisher, founder of the research organization Arch, told, or OSHA Arch, told CBS News. The organization has been studying and tagging great white sharks for the last decade. In that time, Fisher has observed an increase in the number of white sharks. Well, I tell you what, water quality has improved, especially around here in the New York area. I was on the waterfront earlier this week, and man, back in when I grew up, you couldn't see three inches into the water. Now you're going four or five foot into the water. They're actually getting getting uh, striped bass, three or four foot long, uh, coming out of the uh, ocean. I mean, and out of the uh, estuaries. It's a really exciting time, and I think we've done a pretty good job at cleaning things up. We got a lot more work to do, though, right? We're going to head on over to OSHA. I'm lagging a little bit behind because I hit the wrong button here. <laughs> right? It sucks. Uh, news releases. There we go. So this is from Region 5. Today, OSHA news release region five from Columbus, Ohio. U.S. Department of Labor investigation finds Columbus Children's Hospital exposed nurses and other employees to workplace violence. I tell you what, the number of workers that die in the workplace from workplace violence is almost as much as those who die in falls in the construction industry, according to some statistics. Pretty interesting here. A Columbus Children's Hospital failed to protect employees, including nurses and mental health professionals, from patients whose bites, kicks, punches, and other assaults caused serious injuries. A U.S. DOL investigation is found. 
Responding to a complaint of unsafe working conditions, investigators with the department's OSHA opened an investigation in November 2022 at at the Big Lots Behavioral Health Pavilion at Nationwide Children's Hospital. OSHA determined that the facility did not protect employees from violent behaviors. Uh, uh, violent incidents involving the hospital's patients in which nurses and mental health staff suffered concussions, lacerations, contusions, and sprains. The agency also learned the facility failed to keep proper records of employee injuries as required. Do they have the citation list? Here, the, uh, here we go. The uh, citation notification of penalty. And let's remember, everyone is innocent until proven guilty, and things can be vacated, things can be litigated away, and everything else. So this is not the end-all and the be-all by this, right, for this. Citation 1, item 1, type of violation serious. General duty clause. Uh, as basically it. The employer did not... Uh, furnish a, employment and a place of employment which were free of recognized hazards with this, and including nurses and mental health specialists were exposed to workplace violence in the form of repeated and consistent exposure to violent attacks from patients which resulted in serious injuries. I think this is an issue here with this. Something just occurred to me uh, with this. We have a huge mental health crisis in the United States. Why? I don't know. It could be, I mean, I was uh, looking into all different things, all different reasons. Everyone has their own theories behind it uh, and everything else. So my question is this. are uh, how, If you're a hospital administrator... I know there are national guidelines on mental health, on how to release people and how not to. Here's a question for you. Maybe one of our listeners out there could, or viewers could comment on this. Are they letting people out of these institutions or not letting them in because of human resource issue or OSHA issues? If you have someone violent, are you, you're, you're, you're a, person out there a little controversial here i understand that i'm thinking out loud here is it possible that there the mental health uh issues are being managed with this type of stuff in mind good question to ask i don't know we'll see but that i think that would be a good question maybe we can get someone on the air for this feasible methods of control and they list that Develop a written workplace safety violence prevention program that is specific to that facility. Develop a JHA first. Develop and implement specific written procedures for employees to take when encountering, uh, when encountering or responding to an incident of workplace violence. Describe the necessary steps for employees to initiate and respond to calls. Right with that. Maintain staffing that is adequate to safely address changes in patient acuity and patient census. Develop and implement standardized patient admission protocols to address patient on staff workplace violence and develop a implement and implement post-incident policies and procedures to ensure staff are assessed for injuries sustained during an incident, i.e. concussion, 
protocol, but there are others, and implement controls to prevent patients from using furniture as weapons. Right, so uh, like screwing things to the floor and using weighted furniture. Something to consider. And they list up to letter Q on here with uh, workplace violence. And, you know, they weren't apparently, uh, they did not fill out the OSHA 301 form. But you can if you call me up. I'll help you out on this. They have 26... How many? 26 incidents plus up to the letter P. So however that comes out to. So uh, 26, uh, it's like 40 different incidents documented here. OSHA 300 form, not accurately filled out. Uh, My opinion, they're probably, what's the fine that they got on here? $2,455. But this is what the problem is with this. Right, that OSHA 300 log has to be a running log. So, for example, you cannot have a a manila file folder with uh, stick-it notes, post-it notes on there. You you can't have that. You have to have, it has to be running, and I I know the year will worry about it. Not going to happen. OSHA inspector comes in there. Within four hours, you have to produce that. If you wait the whole four hours... I'm going to tell you, they're not going to look, uh, my experience, they're not going to look too kindly on that. Unless you have a pretty darn good reason with that. Uh, session, uh, let's see, item two other than serious was that, right, with uh, 2400. For citation one, item one, and again, the, this stuff is going to be going on. They're looking at $15,625 uh, six hundred twenty-five dollar. That's the maximum for uh that for that. Uh, that's maximum penalty, but not the maximum. It's really darn close to it. So, what's the issue here? Again, you're working in the health field. Does your facility have workplace violence prevention program? Did they give you training? Do they actually enforce it? Do they encourage it? What kind of safety culture? Give us a call here, 845-269-5772 or jim at safetywords.com. We can help you with that. If you're, I mean, you need not, if you're an employer, realize this ain't like early 1990s. Anybody with an internet connection can find out about this stuff and what you're supposed to be doing. As a matter of fact, there are organizations out there that purposely do that, Uh, Right. So let's take a break for a second here, and let me uh, gather gather some of my thoughts. Is your safety training old, stale, and hackneyed? Is your safety trainer still preaching a warped version of behavior-based safety? How about safety training that actually addresses your hazards in your workplaces, and it's not standardized baloney from 25 years ago? Contact the Safety Words team at safetywords.com or call Jim Pozel at 845-269-5772. Remember, if you're receiving this message, you are the solution to unsafe workplaces. Safety Wars is streaming now. SafetyFM.com Okay, so what's going on out there with everything else? Here we have a story from Warsaw, Warsaw, Poland. 
A large unexploded bomb from World War II is discovered in Polish city of Rokla for forced evacuation of 2,500 residents on Friday. The bomb, weighing 550 pounds, was found near a railway overpass in the city in southwestern Poland during construction work. Amazing that they're still finding this stuff. It was a German SC-250 aerial bomb from the war. The city organized buses to take evacuated residents to a safe area while bomb removal experts worked at the scene. Interesting, right? Safety-related, definitely. Uh, a little bit of trivia. When they rebuilt Warsaw after World War II, my parents were there in 1973. Uh, were uh, in Warsaw, Poland, or in Poland, you know, my mother's Polish. She uh, and they were still built rebuilding from World War II. They used old postcards that were in color to rebuild the city. It was pretty cool. If you've never been to the old city of Warsaw, go there. It's a great place. Uh, good food too. I mean, really good food. Uh, hmm. So here we have after a years years long delay, DEA revokes license of drug distributor over opioid crisis. Uh, failures. The U.S. Uh, drug Enforcement Administration stripped one of the large nation's largest drug distributors of its license to sell highly addictive painkillers uh, Friday after determining it failed to flag thousands of suspicious orders at the height of the COVID, opioid crisis. I mean, COVID on my mind, right? The action against Morris and Dickinson Company that threatens to put it out of business came two days after an Associated Press investigation found the DEA allowed the company to keep shipping drugs for nearly four years after a judge recommended the harshest penalties for its cavalier disregard of rules aimed at preventing opio opioid abuse. That's from the Associated Press. Have you heard about this one? Texas GOP-controlled House wants to impeach Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton, who has been, uh, after years of legal and ethical, he's been Attorney General for an awfully long time there. Uh, the state's GOP-controlled House of Representatives have, has moved toward an impeachment vote that could quickly throw him from office. The extraordinary, and again, this, these are uh, elected officials, the uh, attorney general. That's not an appointed uh, position. Uh, so now you have uh, a crack up of the GOP because the attorney general is in league with a certain presidential candidate and there's uh, a threat of uh, uh, impeaching him. What are some of the things? First of all, Paxton has said it's all hearsay and gossip. Uh, let's see what the... Uh, da -da -da. So in Texas, once you're indicted, which is the lower house votes to impeach, then you are immediately out of office pending the Senate trial. Uh, so, in February, Paxton agreed to settle a whistleblower lawsuit brought by former aides who accused him of corruption. That was $3.3 million payout. Uh, let's see here. I have not found really anywhere what he did other than corruption. Well, you know, again, piss the wrong person off. They're going to report you. Oh, here we go. I, again, I deleted all of my stuff here. 
So what are they? Here you go. Article 1, protection of a charitable or organization. Uh, there was, he intervened in a uh, lawsuit uh, dealing with a organization, abuse of the opinion process, abuse of the open re- public records process, engagement of CAMIC. I don't even know what CAMIC is. Paxton is accused of misusing official powers by hiring attorney Brandon Kamick, okay, that's his attorney, to investigate a baseless complaint made by somebody else. Right? Uh, Anything else? Misapplication of public resources, okay, disregard of official duty, bribery, obstruction of justice, false statements, on a public records, misappropriation of resources, and abuse of the public trust, 20 of them. I tell you what, I don't like to see this. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has signed legislation on Friday that will ban discrimination based on body size by adding weight and height to lists of protected categories such as race, sex and religion we all deserve the same access to employment housing and public accommodation regardless of our appearance and it shouldn't matter how tall you are or how much you weigh adams a democrat who published a book about reversing his diabetes through plant-based diet said the ordinance will help level the playing field for all new yorkers so i'm going to say this much with uh diabetes what what's bad about the disease i mean it's a horrible disease but uh what works for one person may not work for another person. And there are no cures for this. Once you have diabetes, you got it. Right? Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, okay. I'm going to go to commercial break instead of the next section here. Session. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including... Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. You are listening to Safety Wars. Tomorrow's Safety Today. Yes, we get um, things way ahead of time. So, uh, here. Now, I don't understand why they would even study this around studyfinds.org. I don't understand. Again, it's not studyfinds, but, you know, they, they report on all these studies that come out. 
I, I don't understand why they would study this. They just need to ask a health and safety professional. They, we would have told you this. One employee is back in offices. Half of workers want free coffee and food. The average person spends nearly 50 hours a year purchasing beverages at the cafe during the workday. A survey of 2,000 on-site employees finds that it makes, takes workers about 16 minutes to leave their desk, buy a drink, and return. However, with three such trips today, employees end up losing an entire work week of productivity per year. Despite that, having a favorite beverage in hand can help kickstart one's day. To get their workday going, people usually get organized. 60% sip their coffee, uh, 59%, and check their emails, 55%. While a hot cup of coffee, 66%, is the most popular first drink of the day, participants also prefer cold drinks such as iced coffee, water, and flavored uh, water. Again, with summer coming up, you better have enough drinks that are appropriate. Right for your job site, for your work area. I know on all of the environmental cleanups I'm on, especially if it's going to be emergency response, I tell people always the first day bring your own water and drinks and everything. If you're a safety professional, by the second day of the cleanup, you got to have this stuff out there. I, I think uh, the pot, coffee pods, and I'm not going to mention the name, uh, the brand name, I think we all know what they are, uh, that make one cup of coffee at a time, have been revolutionary. Uh, I tell you what, really important. Uh, now, people gather around the coffee pot and everything. Any safety professional will tell you, offer coffee for a safety meeting or another beverage, guess what? You're going to have that. Uh, I have done audits on a lot of information, uh, no, computer tech companies and everything every one of them had like a, a a kitchen like a stock kitchen in their facility i mean they had the uh, nitro beverages and you know uh, and i said you got compressed nitrogen in here for your coffee oh yeah it's good it makes it real smooth and it did make it real smooth it's pretty good and so now you have another exposure here the other thing that goes in there is by what people like uh now you know you got food allergies to consider uh, and things of that nature. Something then in there. So one conducted by one poll on behalf of a multi-beverage system uh, maker, Flavia, the survey found that there may be a link between drink preference and productivity. Yeah, no guvno on that one. 77% of coffee drinkers need two or more cups of coffee to feel productive on a work, on a work day with nearly a quarter noting Mondays are the day of the week that need uh, the most coffee. Right? I, I No, we always send someone out for coffee uh, and all these beverages and everything. It, make, it makes for nice things. Snacks, right? Also. I tell you what, some of these tech companies, you wouldn't believe it. I think that Twitter probably did away with it, knowing Elon Musk, what we know about his situation. This one is from Lake Forest, California. A licensed clinical psychologist says you can develop a form of PTSD after your partner has an affair. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, come on. Dr. I won't even mention the name. Uh, reels, uh, reveals that this lesser-known condition you can Developed after the trauma of finding out your partner is cheating on you, calling it post-infidelity stress disorder. Pissed. Yeah, well, guess what? Cheat on your partner and they may be pissed. <laughs> right? P-I-S-D. The condition can leave you with PTSD-like symptoms such as anxiety, depression, difficulty sleeping. Yeah, everything else that goes along with that. Again, a lot of marriages don't survive it. Uh with this i mean it's you know 
I don't know. What's that? Uh, new Star Trek. Oh, here we go. This is from Amherst, Massachusetts. New Star Trek-style device harvests clean energy out of thin air. Scientists have developed a pioneering device that draws clean energy from thin air. The AirGen could revolutionize green energy production, potentially offering an inexpensive and a sustainable power source for cars, trains, and planes. The air uh, contains an enormous amount of electricity. Think of a cloud, which is nothing more than the mass of water droplets. I tell you what, this was. It might have been Star Trek that actually... Uh, came up with this idea someone came, came up with it or inspired somebody i tell you what I, this seems to be not, not the first time i've heard about this the groundbreaking technique can be scaled up for worldwide use and how are they doing this uh what we've done is create a human-built small-scale cloud that produces electricity for us predictably continuously so that we can harvest it yeah that was the problem with the original dc with batteries things of that nature though you know, if you recall before we had power plants and you no know, power distribution nobody could really do experiments with it by the way one of my ancestors was a pioneer in that area of electrical resource uh, researcher research a uh, man by the name of oscar von miller who founded the deutsches museum in uh, germany Regular walks help older adults improve brain conductivity and fight off Alzheimer's. This is from College Park, Maryland, from Study Finds. Want to put your best uh, foot forward when it comes to brain health? Just keep walking. Researchers from the University of Maryland School of Public Health have found that regular walking strengthens connections in and between brain networks among older adults. A group of participants walked on a treadmill four days weekly for a total of 12 days, experiencing stronger connections throughout their brain networks as well as better recall abilities. Study authors say one of those brain networks has a link to Alzheimer's disease, adding the growing re evidence that exercise improves brain health, slows cognitive impairment, and may even delay the onset of this Increasingly common form of dementia. Yeah, so go out and take a walk. And all, know what also helps is when you tell people to go out and fly a kite. Okay. Uh, boom, boom, boom. And we have this. How long have we heard of this one? Houseplants can protect you from cancer-causing air pollutants, the study reveals. Plants not only brighten up a dreary room, but they may also save you from cancer. While many people may know plants produce oxygen, researchers say they can also soak up harmful chemicals in the air. University of Technology, Sydney, UTS, researchers in collaboration with landscaping solutions company Ambius, have found that plants can remove almost all cancer-causing fumes from a room. Well, I don't know. That's probably uh, true. I mean, we've all always heard that. So we're coming up to the top or the bottom of the hour, however we're going to do with this. Let's see what's going on what's over there in Singapore. Uh Two teens turned themselves uh, in after massive Sydney blaze and gutted heritage building. This is from the Straits Times. Come on. 
Two turn, right? This is out of Sydney, Australia. Australia, not Austria. Two 13-year-olds have turned themselves over to police after a blaze gun at a seven-story heritage building in central Sydney, officers said on Friday. The uh, Australian police said an arson investigation has been launched after Thursday's fire at a vacant former hat factory was spread to an adjacent building. I tell you what, uh, I know of somebody who did this and they were never able to recover uh, psychologically from it uh, because it impacted, but apparently this, this was a vacant building. I don't know. So uh, I'm hoping to be on here again uh, sometime this weekend. We'll see what happens. So for Safety Wars, have a, uh, this is uh, Jim Polsel. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, we hope to see you back here on Tuesday with another exciting program. For Safety Wars, this is Jim Polsel. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thank you.